Hello and welcome to the Retail Florist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Thompson and I'm a flower shop owner and marketer here to share insights and strategies to help you manage your business without burnout. Each episode will dive into real life tips to increase your profits and peace of mind. Are you ready to grow? again, it's Kelsey Thompson from Petals and Profits, and today we're going to take a little detour away from our series of customer-focused episodes, and I just wanted to chat for a few minutes uh, about some of the challenges that we're facing in the flower industry right now. I've gotten a lot of messages and emails lately about flower shortages and the supply chain and future recession fears and all that. And now, these aren't new challenges or things that we haven't hurdled before, but it just sometimes feels like they're coming all at once. And we're going on year three of navigating these big, quick changes, and I get it, it can be exhausting. It's kind of like we're Ross in the stairway yelling, pivot, pivot, but we're on like our 283rd trip up the stairs with that same dang couch. So I totally feel you and I know it's tough to keep a positive mindset, but I think that's the first thing that we really have to look at. So yes, okay, let's recognize that this is a challenge, but know that we are capable of facing it. The phrase iron sharpens iron comes to mind. For me at least, I feel like the strongest businesses are really built and thrive during the toughest times. So don't give up, don't be defeated. Just know that you're going to have to kind of buckle down and focus here. You're going to have to really watch your numbers and be creative. Luckily, florists are just about the most creative people I know. So I just wanted to throw that out there first thing, that having a positive mindset and demonstrating that to your team is really important. You set the tone for your shop. Okay, I'll step off my little soapbox and we'll move on to practical things. There are a few ideas that I want to offer you to help navigate and mitigate some of the issues that we're having. I obviously wish I could fix all of the problems, and if I could, I would definitely be on a beach somewhere right now. But you may be doing some of these things in your shop right now, or there may be something that I say that sparks an idea. We just really want to strategize on how we put these together as a cohesive plan and move forward. So the first thing to talk about is the hard goods supply shortage and price increases. I know that it's super hard and annoying when you can't get your standard product in. So one thing I'd recommend is to take a look at what you can edit on your website. If you haven't been able to get an easel form in for four months and your website still has some easel sprays on it, you're just asking to be put in a pickle. So take those suckers off. Or for example, if you're paying out the nose for colored glass right now, just disable those designs that feature colored glass or add a clear bold disclaimer on that product listing that the design will be in clear glass. We're just trying to take away the possibility of customer and designer frustration. If possible, you can replace it with something at a similar price point that you can achieve easily. I'm going to put a little PS in here. If you haven't reviewed your online substitution policy or your event contracts lately, please do it today and make sure that you're crystal clear on how you'll handle substitutions. So another step is to reevaluate your vendors. Really strengthen your relationship 
with the vendors that you do have that are working hard for you. I have some really great sales reps that give me a call or shoot me an email when they know that there's a price increase coming down the pipe or they're having some sort of special buy that they know that I would like to take advantage of. So if you have some good standing vendors, really leaning into those personal relationships and letting them know how and what you want to be communicated is very helpful. And if you don't have those good relationships, now is the perfect time to explore new other vendors or product lines. So here's an idea. Do you have local makers that can fill some gaps for you? There may be some hobby or home-based businesses in your area or even online at a shop like Etsy that can step in and replace or complement your current products. So I have recently stopped carrying memorial lanterns that were coming from overseas. Frankly, they were overpriced for the quality and just caused me way more stress than necessary. So I have a local friend and woodworker who is now making me beautiful handmade wood lanterns to my exact specs and also custom sympathy tags that I can sell as an add-on. So my customers love that I am supporting another local small business and I love that I have more control over my inventory and the quality. Many florists I know host other creators in their store. You can check out regional craft shows or Facebook Marketplace to see if there's anyone near you that you could buy wholesale from or just offer them a space in your shop for a percentage of the sale or a small space rental fee. So speaking of local, you could source some um, florals locally if you can. Small flower farms are popping up with more and more frequency, which is amazing. And if you're using a local grown fresh product, consider including a small tag naming the farm the specific blooms came from. Now I have a couple of reasons for this. One is that some garden flowers just aren't bred to have the vase life of our mass-produced product. Another is that some varieties may have a higher pollen count or be stronger scented than what your customers are used to, and I just like to give people a heads up on what flowers they're receiving. I might be in the wrong career because I have super strong seasonal and pollen allergies, so I just have to be careful about what I am bringing into my home. The third reason is that it's just good PR. So our consumers love to know the stories and origins of their flowers and giving a shout out to the local farm you sourced the blooms from is pretty special. So let's say you don't have access to this kind of product, either because of location or season. Can you use permanent botanicals or plants to fill the gaps in your fresh inventory? As long as you are clear in your product description, many customers enjoy getting a mix. So one of our best sellers features a green plant and a small fresh bouquet in a box. Another one has faux succulents and hydrangea, and we accent it with fresh roses and greenery. Just make sure you bill it as a type of keepsake gift or include a small coupon with a delivery that's going to entice the recipient to come back in and have you design something completely permanent for their home using those items. You may need to play around with different design types too. So if you currently favor like lush round bouquets with lots of blooms, try adding a few formalinear style designs to your catalog. This design style features strong line flowers and focals and lots of negative space. So it's a high-end look that allows you to charge a premium price, but it uses less flowers. If this would be something new that you'd be introducing to your market, make it part of an engaging social media campaign. You could introduce this quote, new style and post a few pictures and have your followers vote on their favorite one 
or help you name them for your website. This puts a positive spin on it. So instead of thinking, I can't get flowers in, so I guess I have to make stone soup with these eight blooms, this is the Shoup du Jour features eight different precious earth minerals and crystals. Okay, that was like a super goofy way to say it, but you know what I mean. Okay, let's keep going. So this may also be the time to adjust how you order, both in frequency and quantity. So if you normally get flowers in multiple times a week, can you cut it down to one or two and shift to larger order volume? Or maybe it makes more sense for you right now to drop your standing order and just decide day to day or week to week what you want based on availability and pricing. This may take some number crunching, but it's worth it. I'd apply the same editing process to your cooler stock that you did to your website. What do you really need in your cooler to fill your website and everyday orders? Can you streamline your quote everyday catalog or menu, making sure that you are utilizing the same mix of flowers in different bouquets and styles? This will decrease your fresh inventory and it may help you order in box quantities. I did do a free workshop about creating a limited choice menu and streamlining your order process and I'd love to share it with you. Shoot me an email at kelsey at petalsandprofits.com, that's K-E-L-S-E-Y, petals and profits with the and spelled out, and I'll send it to you. Now if you're not able to move larger quantities of product, can you share a shipment with another florist or two? Think of this as creating a type of co-op for better buying power. Personally, I have a few other floral friends that are within easy driving distance and a lot of times we'll share shipments of hard goods and sometimes even fresh product. We all have different design styles and different customers, so why not share a box of all or carnations? If you're not friendly with your nearby competitors, either bridge the gap or look a little further outside your delivery area for florists that may want to at least share hard goods or container shipments. Everyone needs glassware, or can share a case of baskets, that kind of non-perishable stuff. You may get bulk pricing and you'll definitely save on shipping. The same applies to gift lines. If a shop outside your target market carries the same candles or decor that you do, stop in sometime and open the lines of communication for possible future shared orders. It's currently June, but I'm finalizing my Valentine's Day plush order right now with another, sh with another shop because I don't wanna worry about it. So yes, I may not have the newest 2023 stuffed animals on February 14th, but they are going to be well stocked and I'm pretty sure my elementary school recipients aren't going to know that I'm carrying mostly last year's plush collection. Okay, let's talk about doing a vase drive. This is such a good promotion for us. We simply put a call out on social media for customers to drop off their old vases at the shop instead of recycling them or letting them gather dust. You know that like weird tiny cupboard over the refrigerator? I mean, no one really uses it anyway, but they might as well get their vases out of there and bring them to you, right? We don't offer any sort of incentive for the vases other than the goodwill of recycling them to be used instead of going to a landfill. But I have floral friends that do offer an incentive. This ranges from a small credit on the customer's account to a free flower or even a little cash. If you can tie it into a community event or a local civic club's cause, even better. Maybe you donate X amount to the local Girl Scouts for every 10 vases dropped off. Or you ask people to bring in a canned item for the food pantry when they bring you their vases. 
Making it part of a larger cause is going to help you get the word out. Plus it's a win because it increases foot traffic in your shop. Whether you offer a small kickback or not, you're still getting vases for much cheaper than new. This brings me to price increases. We've been seeing them across the board for quite a while now, and yet it continues to pinch. You may need to do some gentle education with your customers on what they can expect. An example of this would be making up three different bouquets at the same price point. Different colors, different styles, but all at the same retail price. Post a collage of them and have your customers guess the price. Then update the post with the price. And if you can, the link to purchase them on your website or to call and order them. You may want to even give one away as an incentive to comment. This is a great way to grow engagement and it's a super low key way to show customers what that price point will get them when they order. So it kind of sets expectations. I also try to keep one super showy high price bouquet in my display cooler at all times. So an $80 bouquet that looks pretty affordable next to a $230 bouquet. And I can recycle those long stemmed showstoppers into shorter arrangements at the end of the week. Make sure you have a system in place to accurately charge for everything that comes in your shop. So we adjust our fresh flowers pricing board in the design room with every single shipment that comes in. You may choose to average it out monthly. Just please, 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 please make sure you are pricing for profit and passing those price increases along to your customers instead of just eating it all. They are paying more for everything else. The floral industry doesn't need to be a price martyr. I'm not going to go down the pricing rabbit hole. We can totally save that for another day. But just be aware of what you're paying and adjust. The same applies to fuel costs. If you're not comfortable with permanently raising delivery prices, put a temporary surcharge in place. Customers are well aware of gas prices. They aren't going to get wild about you increasing your delivery by a dollar or two. Honestly, most people won't even know, especially if they are ordering over the phone or a newer customer. And I'm not telling you to hide it because that would be shady, but I'd venture to say that only your frequent flyers know what your standard fee is, and they are your more loyal customers and the most likely to be understanding. Well, this bonus episode turned into a full episode. If you can't tell, I can get a little bit chatty about topics I'm passionate about. And I would say that helping other florists successfully navigate the supply chain storm is definitely one of them. Please know that my inbox and private messages are always open, whether you have a specific question or just need a friendly virtual face. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Petals and Profits. I also host a free Facebook group, Marketing for Florists, I'd love to see you in there sharing social media content ideas and more. We have a whole thread about the vase drive topic that I know that you'll find super helpful. I appreciate you spending time with me, and I would appreciate a rating or review on your listening app. If you found value in this podcast, share it with a flower friend. Until next time, keep creating with profits and purpose in mind.